Welcome to lesson 32 in our Old Testament history series. Please read Exodus chapters 14 through 17 in your Bible. It's in this lesson we will see God's patience with a complaining people. Before we begin, I would like to introduce part of our story by giving you an example to think about. One of my jobs I did as a younger person was to give tours on a special battleship from World War II. Now, when that ship would return from sea victorious in battle, they would fly the battle ensign flag. This was a special flag, a banner that was meant to be seen by others. They wanted to draw attention to this banner, to celebrate, to encourage people. After all, something special had happened. The ship and its crew were victorious. Can you keep this picture in mind? Moses is going to name God as Israel's banner in this story. I have a second question for you. When is the last time you complained about something? In this story, we will meet a complaining people. It might be good to think about why we complain. It's a reminder that we all have a sinful heart. The next time you complain and grumble, remind yourself of all the times that God has protected you and met your needs. Okay, let's go to the story. The Israelites were leaving Egypt, and God was going with them. He was in a pillar of cloud during the day and in a pillar of fire during the night. This was very comforting and encouraging for the Israelites because they did not know where they were going. Moses was the leader, and the people followed and trusted him. Moses also did not know where they were going. But that was okay because he trusted God to lead them instead of going the quickest and shortest way to Canaan. God led them south, farther away from Canaan. But that was okay too because the cloudy pillar shielded them from the hot sun and gave them shade to rest in. And at night, the pillar of fire gave them the light they needed. They followed the Lord in faith. But back in Egypt, there was no faith. Pharaoh was filled with fury. Pharaoh thinks he can trap them between the mountains and the Red Sea. Quick, he orders, get the chariots and horses hitched up. We will go and capture them again. The Israelites were settling down for the night when a few of them noticed a giant dust cloud in the distance coming closer. They put their ears to the ground and could hear a noise like thunder. This was the noise of 600 chariots with Egyptian warriors coming to capture them. Now the Israelites are scared. They look around and see that there are mountains on both sides. Ahead of them is the Red Sea, 
Behind them is the dust cloud of the Egyptian chariots that are getting closer. Death seems to be certain. Now the Israelites lost their faith. They cried to God and said to Moses, Why did you take us all the way out here for us to finally die? It would have been better to be slaves in Egypt than to die out here. But Moses was calm and he said to the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. Those Egyptians that you fear so much, you will never see them again. The pillar of cloud slowly passed from in front of the people over their heads and stopped between the Israelites and their enemies. The pillar of cloud confused the Egyptians behind them, but the fire gave light to the Israelites. When Moses stretched out his staff over the water, God sent a wind to blow on that water that pushed the water back. A safe and dry path was opened through the Red Sea for the Israelites to walk on. Moses walked first and all of the Israelites followed. As the Egyptians chased them through the Red Sea, it started to not go so well for them. The dry ground turned swampy. The soldiers were not so brave anymore. The horses were becoming weak. And soon the wheels started to fall off the chariots. This was the God of Israel fighting for his people. Just as the last Israelite was climbing out of the Red Sea on the other side, Moses stretched out his hand again over the Red Sea, and those two walls of water just washed over the Egyptians and drowned every single one. God's judgment on the Egyptians was now final. The Israelites were truly free forever from slavery. After such an amazing deliverance, the Israelites sang to God with a song of thanks and worship. God deserves to be praised for his works in our lives. And this is often done by singing songs of praise. In chapter 15, there are verses that talk about Israel's past, but also about their future. There are verses that speak about God, and there are verses that are spoken to God. God is praised for his eternal nature. God is also praised for his power. Are you able to find the verses where he is praised for his wrath? God is also praised for his supremacy. That means there is no other man or false god that is like this god. He is the best. God is also praised for his holiness and also his love. All glory is given to God. In summary, this song is about who God is and what God does. Now, the journey continues into the wilderness for another three days. Think about the heat, the hot sand and rocks, the biting wind, the red eyes, 
the dry throats, the thirsty children and adults. Nobody is talking. Their mouths are too dry. Their tongues are too swollen. Water, I hear them croaking. Water. And there, someone has seen some bushes, which means water. But too bad. This is bitter, disgusting water. No one can drink it. And now they turn to Moses and they grumble and complain to him. God told Moses to fix this water for them. After they turn to Moses and grumble and complain to him, Moses is told to take a tree and throw it into the bitter water. Go ahead and drink it, Moses commanded the people. God has turned this bitter water into tasty, sweet water. The people drank deeply of this tasty water. God had tested them and showed them that just like he could fix this bitter water, he could also keep them safe and heal them. They needed to trust God. They soon came to Elam with 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees. There the people had a time of rest. They knew that ahead of them was the land of Canaan, even more beautiful than this nice oasis in the middle of the wilderness. After a month of travel, they were entering the wilderness of sin and their food was all eaten, no bread. Sure enough, they started to grumble and complain. We had it way better in Egypt. There we had all the bread we wanted. Moses, did you just bring us out here so that we could die? Moses and Aaron prayed to God for this forgetful and complaining people. Moses and Aaron warned the people that by complaining, they were actually complaining against God who had delivered them and brought them so far. Moses continued, This evening you will receive meat to eat, and tomorrow morning you will receive bread from heaven. As they were talking, the pillar of cloud glowed especially bright with the glory of the Lord. And that evening, thousands of birds landed among their tents. They were so tired from flying that the Israelites could just pick them up and kill them. That night, the people were so satisfied with this meat. They had so much to eat and they were so happy. The next morning, the people were amazed again. The ground was covered with white flakes. The people had never seen this before. Another miracle from God. That is manna, says Moses. It is bread from heaven that the Lord has given you for food. Every morning for the next 40 years, God sent manna from heaven to feed the Israelites. On the sixth day, he sent twice as much so that they had enough for the Sabbath and did not need to collect any on the seventh day. 
This manna was so special that Aaron was commanded to take some manna and put it in a pot to be a reminder forever of God's care for them in the wilderness. But sure enough, the Israelites soon forgot about God's care for them. When they came to a place called Rephidim, they had no water. They were so upset, they were ready to kill Moses for bringing them here. Moses warned the people not to test the Lord. Once again, God's amazing patience is on display. Moses was commanded to go to, the face, go to face the mountain or rock of Horeb. God says, I will be upon the rock in Horeb, and you have to hit the rock with your staff. Moses did as God commanded, and the rock split open and water flowed out across the desert. God's love and power are on full display here. This area was really dangerous. The Amalekites were going to attack these Israelites because there was no way they were going to share their water or pastures. Spying on them, they waited until the main group passed, and then the Amalekites attacked the slow and weak ones in the back. A young brave man was called by Moses, Joshua, Choose some men and go and attack the Amalekites. The Israelites didn't know how to fight. They had only been free for two months, and they had been slaves their entire lives. Joshua trusted God, and he prayerfully chose his men. The next day, Joshua fought bravely with these men to protect Israel. At the same time, Moses is nearby on the top of a hill. He has lifted up his arms in prayer to God. And when he's praying, Israel wins the battle. Moses' arms grow tired and he lowers them. When he does this, the Amalekites are winning the battle. Moses begins to pray again, lifting up his hands. And now the Israelites are winning again. The, the uplifted arms were like a banner, a flag, a visible reminder that God was Israel's helper and protector. Moses soon became tired and could not hold up his hands anymore. Aaron and Hur held up his arms for him while he prayed. It was important for Moses to pray, but he could not keep praying it's more important to think about the God that heard and answered those prayers. Can you be like an Aaron or her? Pray for your parents, your teachers, leaders, your friends, ministers, your neighbors, missionaries. The Amalekites were completely beaten and they ran away. Moses built an altar on that hill where the battle was won and called it Jehovah Nissi. This name Jehovah means the Lord is my banner. With the addition of the word Nissi, it means the Lord 
is my banner. What makes this story important for us today? The Exodus story and the salvation of the Israelites for God's glory is like a picture book version of God's plan of salvation for all of his people. So let's first learn about a new name of God. Next, let's stop and look for a moment at two events that teach us about the future Savior. So first, let's learn again about who God is. This name of God will also tell us what he does. This is the beautiful name Jehovah Nissi, the Lord is my banner. Remember that example from our introduction of what a banner is? Picture a flag on a pole leading an army into battle. God is like one that leads his people and defends the cause of his people. Jehovah Nissi means that God leads in the battle. He fights for them and he gives the victory. It all depends on him. This is the first example in the Bible of God leading his people in battle. Psalm 60, verse 11 and 12, speaks about this strength that is found in God. Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Through God we shall do valiantly. For he it is that shall tread down our enemies. Here Moses called this altar Jehovah Nissi to remember God's victory. For believers, God is the reason for all victories that they have in this life or in their spiritual life. This victory was final when the Lord Jesus cried out on the cross, it is finished. Believers may sing, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Next, there are two things in this story that are symbols of the Lord Jesus. That's the manna and the water. Let's listen to what Jesus said about this manna in John 6, verse 48 through 51. Maybe you would like to follow along in your Bible. There he says, I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Jesus calls himself the bread of life. Yes, the manna was bread in the wilderness, but it would only last for a day. The Israelites ate of this bread and 
still died. But Jesus says that all those who come to him, all those who trust in him, all those who believe in him will find satisfaction for the hunger of their soul and they will live forever. In another place, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall not thirst. That's right. Jesus compares himself with both bread and also with water. For the second symbol of the Lord Jesus, let's travel to Rephidim, where the people were out of water again and complaining. They were not trusting God. Before this, God lovingly tested them at the bitter waters at Merah and provided for them. But now they were upset with God and they tested him with an angry heart. God commanded Moses to hit the rock with his staff. But did you read it in the Bible? God told Moses, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb. Yes, that's right. God was upon that rock when it was hit. God was hit by his own staff and that rock split open. Then the people had water to drink and to give them life. If you read along in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 4, you can learn that this rock was Christ. Yes, that's right. This event pointed ahead to when the Lord Jesus would be hit with his own father's judgment when he was on the cross. Then Jesus would be hit, and through his suffering, he would give life to many. Jesus announced publicly, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. When sinners drink from the fountain that is Jesus, they live forever. This brings us to an end of this lesson. We have seen the pillar of cloud and fire, salvation in the Red Sea. We have heard of the Song of Moses. We have tasted the bitter and sweet water at Merah. We've wondered at the miracle of manna and watched Moses strike the rock at Horeb and listened to the prayers of Moses at Rephidim. In our next lesson, we will see how God teaches his people to show their thankfulness for his deliverance.